welcome to another ISIS Energy podcast. I'm James Fowler, the Senior Energy Analyst for the Americas here in Houston, and I'm joined today by Claudia Espinosa, who is the editor of our Mexico Energy Report. Today we're going to talk about the 2019 Mexico Midstream Outlook. Um, welcome, Claudia. Thank you, James. So, to begin, what areas are you and your team evaluating in the midstream sector for the next year? Well, our focus for 2019 is currently on five key areas. Infrastructure, supply, demand, strategic storage, and, of course, regulations. And we anticipate seeing substantial activity in all these areas, and they each move the market in different and important ways. Awesome. Could you tell us a bit more about infrastructure developments, supply and demand as well? Sure. Why don't we start with infrastructure since that's, uh, that's what makes it possible to connect supply and demand. Um, we are keeping close watch on several projects that are scheduled to be completed next year, including the pipelines being built by Fermaca, TransCanada, the Carso Group, and the Simpuela compression station overhaul that was tendered by Mexico's transmission system operator, Senagas. And these projects are expected to increase gas flows uh, from the west and southern part of parts of Texas into the regions of Mexico that have been waiting for more natural gas access. And several of the pipelines are awaiting the results of community consultations and the timing on, on those particular projects is, is tricky to predict. Um, so we're watching them because they, they really will help Mexico take the next step in bridging the gap between supply and demand. Um, and then on the supply side, we do not expect Mexico's domestic uh, gas production to increase next year, despite some of the ambitious um, goals that the administration has announced for the near and midterm. So the other main source is, of course, pipeline imports from the United States, especially from the Waha hub in West Texas, which, as we all know, is oversupplied and needs more takeaway capacity and outlets downstream further into Mexico, which, as I mentioned, will hopefully be completed next year. And on the U.S. side, the Gulf Coast Express pipeline is scheduled to be completed in, in October and it would take more Permian gas to the Agua Dulce hub in South Texas, and where we expect there will be more price competition, probably starting in the second quarter, especially for gas going into, into northeastern Mexico. And we expect that in part because Corpus Christi, the LNG export facility, has begun operations, and of course they're going to need uh, substantial volumes of gas. Um, so in the U.S., Oaxaca gas supply is there, but the bottlenecks really are takeaway capacity to deliver to Gulf Coast markets and um, pipeline development downstream in Mexico. And on the demand side, we're assessing how announcements made by the state-run utility in Mexico, CFE, and its priorities in the 2019 budget will affect natural gas demand for power generation. So. As many of our listeners will know, the CFE is the anchor customer for many of the pipelines being built in Mexico, so they, they still have a strong financial interest in continuing the shift to lower-cost natural gas generation. At the same time, the new head of CFE, Manuel Bartlett, seems to be prioritizing a little bit differently than the previous leaders of the CFE. 
Um, but what that's going to look like in practice is what we are most interested in. So we are keeping an eye on the final version of the federal budget and, and any other policy decisions they might make. And there has been quite a bit of noise about um, the money that they are allocating for um, coal power generation, but they are still planning to spend um, substantial amounts on um, on thermoelectric plants. Um, so there's a, it's a little bit less scary than than it sounds at this point. Um, but the most important thing will be the the final version of of the budget and and policy decisions that um, that are binding. You also mentioned strategic storage and regulations earlier. Could you share some highlights of what you expect in those areas in 2019? Sure. And um, so there are currently three proposed natural gas storage projects, and the closest to construction is the JAF project, which is set to be tendered by Senegas. And they are waiting for a response from the incoming administration on the tender before launching it. And if it is approved within the first quarter of 2019, it could be awarded and, and possibly see construction start next year. Obviously, that's an optimistic uh, timeline, but it is possible. Um, I do want to highlight that the project is really for emergency purposes, so we don't anticipate that it will have a dramatic effect on liquidity or supply dynamics um, once it's completed. Um, and of course, if, if regulations change, um, then, then that would be a whole different ballgame, but with the way things are right now, um, we don't anticipate having seeing a huge effect there. On the regulatory side, um, the first thing we're waiting for is new transport tariffs for the National Cisterangas pipeline grid in Mexico. Um, we understand that these are not going to change dramatically next year. But for us, they're important because we use them in our weekly calculations to determine about how much it costs to deliver natural gas to six different points in Mexico. And we call that our locational gas price indicator. Um, we feature it on, on page one of the Mexico Energy Report each week. Um, and we also understand that there are transport tariff rules for integrated systems in the works. And for Listeners who might not know, integrated systems are privately owned systems that connect to the National Cisterangas grid, which is operated by Senegas. Um, and those rules, in Spanish known as Disposiciones Administrativas, or DACs, are expected to be ready sometime next year. We don't have a, a firm timeline on that yet. Um, but these are important because they will help us understand how the different types of systems will interact and how that could affect pricing. Um, and then lastly, we are watching to see how market participants adapt to the new pipeline open access rules that were finalized in Q3 of 2018, and, and perhaps more importantly, how these are, will, are going to be enforced. Um, if they're properly enforced and the energy regulator, CRE, uh, is willing to hold market participants accountable, we could be seeing the development of a secondary gas market. Um, we are also hoping that this will lead to greater liquidity and market participant openness in reporting different types of pricing uh, to price reporting agencies like ISIS. And this is probably the part of the market that is, is going to be the most interesting to see evolve. 
And we have some items, projects in the works that we will be featuring in the Mexico Energy Report in, in 2019 that are related to this. So we are very excited to, to share those with our readers next year. Excellent. That's all we have time for today, but if you'd like to find out more, do check out our website, www.isisicis.com. We'll be back with another podcast next week. Thanks for listening. Thank you.